Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group. Hello and welcome to the Where's Your Head At? podcast. I'm Andrea Zara. Where's Your Head At? is a joint collaboration between Bauer Media, Natasha Devon MBE and Mental Health First Aid England. We launched this campaign in 2018, petitioning for a change in law for better mental health provisions in workplaces and colleges across the UK. A part of this is also making mental health an everyday conversation. In this episode, we're joined by Megan Barton Hansen. Megan is one of the most famous faces from Love Island 2018. She left coupled with Wes but faced severe backlash over her changed appearance and so-called muggy behaviour in the villa. Behind all the headlines, though, Megan has been struggling with depression and anxiety since she was 13. Megan talks about her journey with mental health, the lowest point in her life and how she put on a brave face for Instagram after she split with Wes when in reality she was heartbroken. Megan starts this conversation by looking back on when she first recognised those negative thoughts and feelings. The first time I think I really admitted it to myself and to my mum was like 13 I would say and I said like mum I'm really unhappy and then we went down the route of like seeing a doctor and then I was referred to a counsellor so that was really good and helpful. Why do you think it's so important to be able to talk about your mental health and open up? I think it's so important because as a young girl at the age of 13 I was like oh my god am I normal am I weird why am I feeling like this and for me I felt a sense of guilt because there was nothing really bad that had happened to me and I was like why am I feeling like that so I think the more that people with a platform like me speak out about it young children will be like oh okay it's normal to feel like that I think everyone has highs and lows and just because we've had this amazing opportunity to go on a TV show it doesn't mean that we're perfect we struggle just the same as everyone else did you find that initial conversation hard like to open to open up for the first time oh my god I found it so difficult to open up because like I said I just thought am I crazy and I hate saying that because I think that's where all the stigma comes from am I crazy am I mental and it's it's not that it's like an imbalance in your brain or it's like life circumstances that you're not coping the best with but I think once you learn how to manage that it becomes so much easier and is there anything that you do that positively impacts your mental health yeah definitely so I meditate a lot every night before bed I always listen to like meditation and that really helps me like positive affirmations things like that yoga is amazing for me like spending an hour in a yoga studio I come out like a new person I've got a spring in my step and therapy for me there's all different types of therapy but for me it's CBT therapy because that kind of gives you an answer so it's a way of retraining your mind and it's just like going to the gym and working on your body like no one would bat an eyelid about that but when it's your brain that's exactly like what therapy is it's like the gym for your brain so I believe that we should all really do therapy whenever we can. Um, it, what would you say has a negative effect on your mental health? Social media is up there. Social media is so hard and obviously for me and my career that's difficult because a lot of my work is on social media but for me it's about in moderation, everything in moderation. So before I go to bed I make sure the hour before I go to bed, like I say, no social media, the meditation goes on and I completely zone out. Do you stick to that? Yeah, I have to. Because <laughs> yeah. I can't sleep. I think there's nothing worse. Like when I'm in bed and I've got pseudocream all over my spots and I'm like there with my glasses on, I don't feel like... There's nothing positive coming from social media because it's everybody's highlights. It's everyone's best bits, Photoshop, glammed up pictures. So nothing positive is going to come from that late at night when I'm in bed alone. <laughs> 
How do you deal with, you know, being so suddenly famous? I mean, has that had um, any effect? I think, if anything, it's really made me realise how strong I am. I think before I had quite a big following and I still face trolling and stuff like that, but it's not until I've gone for a show. For me, a lot of people don't realise this, but to go on the show I was on pushed me out of my comfort zone so much that when I come out, I was like a changed woman. I was like, right, I've done that, I can do anything. So I think another positive thing for mental health is really pushing yourself, whether it's if you suffer from social anxiety, going out, joining a new club, things like that, just push yourself and it really does benefit you. What would you say has been your lowest time? My lowest time was probably two years ago and I broke up with a boyfriend. I had plans to leave my job, was going to go travelling, he was going to leave his job and then I found out that he was messaging someone else so that didn't happen and it was like weeks after that I was just going out with my friends, drinking, trying to keep busy and it just all come to a head. I just felt like I wanted to give up, like there wasn't any positive times, there wasn't any sad times. I just felt a whole cloud over me of just like numbness and nothing and I remember crying to my mum and saying like basically asking her permission like do you mind if <laughs> not do you mind but basically saying I really am not happy I don't want to be here anymore and we were just crying together and she called like 111 and from there I just thought I really need to change my life because what the way I'm coping with things isn't helping me it was like a vicious circle of being unhappy going out brushing it under the carpet and from that moment like I saw a therapist and every week I think I've got stronger and stronger since then. For, so for someone who hasn't experienced that or hasn't experienced sort of suffering from depression or anxiety, how would you describe it? For me, depression is like a dark cloud, like there's no happiness, there's no sadness, it's just a whole period of just numbness that you can't, even to shower for me it was like a massive deal, like to get out of bed in the morning, to get changed, to do normal things, that's depression and for Anxiety, I would say, it's just like an overwhelming sense of panic. It's really odd, but once you understand why you feel like that and what can make you feel better, that's my biggest message to people, there's always hope, because how I felt two years ago crying to my mum, I thought there's no way I could get better, and there always is. So what would you say to someone who might be suffering right now? Get help, and everyone's suffered from on some level. Like Some people have had it just for a day, some people have had it for months and months, but trust me, the way I felt two years, if I manage to pull myself out, you can definitely do the same. And how do you think um, other people might be able to help those who might be suffering? What can other people do? I just think the more we speak about it, and it shouldn't be a taboo, it shouldn't be like, oh my God, she's really unwell. Mental health, I think there's such a stigma, like, oh my God, how do we address it? But it shouldn't be. It's In America, everyone has a therapist, everyone talks openly about it, and I think we should be the same. There has been a lot of focus recently on reality TV shows, and actually in particular Love Island, on, and how that can you know, have an impact on, on someone's mental health. What would you say to that? Because obviously you've come out and you say you feel stronger. Yeah. Do you think you've got the support that you needed? Yeah, definitely. During the whole Love Island process, there was always a therapist on standby, and she was constantly there. And since... ITV are really helping me. I constantly do CBT, so that's once a week, and they're helping fund that. So they're super supportive. And obviously for me, I've come out and I feel stronger and I can take on the world or whatever. But for other people, it's not as easy. And I think once we've got a blue tick next to our name, then like, right, you've been on a show for three weeks or whatever, you're invincible. And that's not the case at all. So, Megan, we, we all know about the, you know, the pressures of social media and actually particularly Instagram because it can provey an image of someone's life and lifestyle 
that might make it seem like they have the best life. They've got the best friends, they've got loads of money, they're always on holiday. But actually, in reality, things are totally different. How would you say, you know, you deal with that, you know, with, with social media? Do you fall prey to kind of looking at other people's Instagram and, yeah. and, and thinking like that too? Yeah, of course. I think anyone would be lying if they said they don't compare themselves. I think that's the biggest downfall of social media because we see everyone's highlights, everyone's best bits. And it's hard not to compare yourself, even for me, to other contestants on Love Island. I'm like, right, what are they doing? Am I doing enough? So it's something that you've constantly got to work on, like actively not to compare. But the way I see it is everyone's best bits, everyone's holidays, everyone's best angles. No one's ever going to put the day that they walked to the park, like walked their dog and stepped in dog poo. Like, no one's going to put that. <laughs> and that's the reality of real life. So we've asked you to um, provide us with a photo that you're looking absolutely gorgeous <laughs> in it and you're on set and so, you know, it looks like you're really successful and everything's going right. But actually, underneath it all, you were feeling a bit different. Yeah, so this picture, it was behind the scenes on the OK magazine shoot that I'd done just after a breakup. And it was so difficult. I turned up and I just didn't want to be there. And like the makeup artists and hair people were like, oh my God, you're everything, you look amazing. But in reality, I just wanted to go home and cry. Like it took so much for me to get there. But yeah, and again, that's a typical Instagram story. I look amazing. Everyone's commenting and saying how lovely I look, but really no one knows how bad I felt on that day. How hard is it to keep up? Do you feel like you have an image to keep up? For me, I feel like, of course, as an influencer, I want to show everyone what I'm up to. I want to have, I'm like any girl, I want to show really like glamorous pictures of myself. But at the same time, I think it's my responsibility and I want to use my platform in like an honest, raw way. And after that shoot I did post, I think it was a week later, there was me crying in my bed like after the breakup and I think it's good to show the balance of both. How much do you think about pictures before posting them? For me, um, I would say it takes about an hour. So I do a little editing, I think of a caption, but I try not to check the comments because for so many of my comments I get such negative trolling and I think I could be really happy with a picture and the way I've put it up in the caption, but I could easily like regret it after when I see all these comments, so I just try not to read it. And how do you deal with social media as a, you know, the pressures of social media? I mean, you say you don't read the comments, so is that really hard not to read those comments or do you just go, I'm, I'm absolutely not going to read them because I know? Yeah, when I first came out the villa, it was so difficult. I was on such a high and then I remember I saw a news article. I read the comments on that and that was absolutely awful. Social media, I read the comments and there was also so much trolling. And a few times I've called these trolls out and put it on my story and answered back. But I think that just fuels the fire. So for the last like week or so, I'm just trying not to read any of the comments because nothing positive is going to come from it. Do you think social media platforms should do more to combat online trolling? Yeah, sometimes when I've read these comments, I think like, how are they still there? But I guess it is a lot of people's pictures to check and stuff. So... I don't know, but we definitely need to do something about it. It should just be deleted if it's negative, instantly. Do you, do you find it helpful to talk to other people about it? Do you share your experiences with your fellow Love Islanders, for example, or other people in the public eye? Yeah, definitely. I think we've all gone through this together. And before, our little scale of our social media, we had, like, some people had 300 followers, some people had 3,000, but it was never to this level. And, like, now I've got, like, million. Obviously, we've got a whole load of new Love Islanders about to get ready to go into the villa, some know that they've got it, some don't. What would your um, advice be to them? My advice for all the new Love Islanders is 
just be yourself, be honest, be open, and it's a one-in-a-lifetime opportunity, so grab it with both hands and just do you. And is there anything that you would ever do differently? No, that's my biggest thing. Never look back, never regret anything. Just keep moving forward and progressing. Megan Barton Hansen there on how she combats her depression and anxiety and the fact that ITV producers of Love Island continue to support her in this. Thank you for talking to us so openly there, Megan. In the next episode, we're joined by Alex George, who is also known as Dr. Alex from Love Island 2018. If you've enjoyed this podcast, found it enlightening, reassuring or somewhat interesting, or if it's just talking about a subject matter close to your heart, please do rate us and subscribe. In the meantime, I'm Adria Zara. Be kind to others, but most importantly to yourself. And remember, it's good to talk. Where's Your Head At? A podcast turning mental health into a conversation. Brought to you by the Bauer Media Group.